day is Mike? What day it is? Hump day. Hump day. Guys, welcome to the BHNX Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Totry. Yeah, you are. This guy right here is Senor Hump Day himself, Sean <laughs> DePaz. Yeah, I am, I guess. Sean, how you doing? You know, I'm feeling good. Got a little coffee. Spelled my name wrong, as per usual. Um, got my hair in a ponytail for the yeah. first time in my entire I, life. I fuck with it. I fuck Thank with you. it. I've been waiting for this moment for a very long time. It's 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 a weird experience because I've it was the same thing for me when I had a man bun. It was like the, it was like the it's it's a weird weird thing to like go through. Yeah, I'm I'm so happy about it. Um, happy Donald's here. Donald talking about the Diamondbacks being a fucking wagon and our fucking awesome new shirt. If you haven't seen it, go to the PHNX locker right now. Uh, new Diamondbacks wagon shirt, just in time for the playoffs. It looks dope as shit, but um, yeah, I'm I'm feeling good. You know, like I said, got my coffee, got my hair in a ponytail. Oh, Donald's diehard box came in. Let's go. Let's fucking go. What shirt did you get, Donald? Yeah, gotta let us know. Uh, we were talking about Donald the other day. Donald just kind of seemed like kind of popped up out of nowhere, yeah, and he true. became one of our like like our biggest fan. I rock with you heavy. Legit a diehard. Yeah, legitimately a diehard. Um, how are you doing, Tony? Tony, yeah. No, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Anytime it it's funny when I go out and get like coffee or anytime they ask me for like my name and anytime I go to a place I always say Tony, but like nobody ever calls me Tony. Yeah. Everyone's like, wait, what? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I I I like instinctively when I'm behind you at Starbucks and you're like Tony, I just like yeah. Just hey. right behind me. Also, can we talk about the guy that was sitting behind him and played at the Diamondbacks game that was 100% yeah, yeah. in the mafia? Yeah, like, see? Fedora, suit, like dust. It was crazy. It was crazy. 1920s energy for yeah, sure. Yeah, see? Yeah, see? Yeah. Old Curly on the mound. No, that's that's <laughs> exactly what that looked like. Look, enough about Old Curly and the strangers at the White Sox Diamondbacks game. <laughs> um, we've got a lot to get into today. Some news out of Tempe that we're going to get to to start the show. But before we do that, a little bit later on, we're going to be talking about Bobby Hurley and the ASU basketball team. because They've got availability for the first time today, and they've got their first uh, practice as well to kick off uh, the new season. So we're sending Tim over there. Tim's going to go get us uh, some sound that we'll have for you guys on tomorrow's show with Jemiah Neal, Bobby Hurley, and Frankie Collins. So definitely stick around uh, for that tomorrow. We're going to be talking uh, a little bit about... Uh, what Justin Wilcox had to say about Arizona State in that upcoming matchup. And then also, we're going to go ahead and talk about Will Schaefer. Yeah. And we'll talk about DeAndre Ayton, too. Yeah, I was going to say, are we going to have any Ayton talk? Do you want to start with Will Schaefer, or do you want to start with DeAndre Ayton? Uh, let's save DeAndre Ayton for the end. Okay, the, then let's the get Sun into Devil it to show. Will Schaefer. Yeah, Sun Devil linebacker uh, Will Schaefer announced this morning uh, his intentions to redshirt and then also uh, transfer. Uh, so he will be entering the transfer portal. I've had a couple discussions uh, today kind of revolving around the whole Will Schaefer situation because for a while it felt like Will Schaefer was going to be a starter yeah. next to Trey Brown. Um, excuse me. And obviously Tate Romney has kind of taken that spot uh, and he's really flourished. Mm -hmm. So to shout out, I guess, Tate Romney. <laughs> uh, but as it relates to, to Will Schaefer, this has nothing to do with NIL. This has nothing to do with any of that stuff. Um, Playing time. Yeah, it, it well, it's just a kid that's, you know, he's dealing with stuff. So... It, it's, yeah. That's all I'm going to really say about it. Um, don't want to get too deep into the thick of it, but you know, for everybody, I know there's multiple people that anytime at this point they see somebody transfer uh, or enter the transfer portal, a lot of it has to do with, oh, it's got to be NIL. It's yeah. got to be, he's going to go chase a bag. Uh, that's not necessarily the case with Will Schaefer. Um, and I'm going to be honest, like outside of any conversations I've had, it just never felt like it was a great fit 
uh, for Will Schaefer in, in Arizona State, at least defensively, scheme-wise. And then you look at last year, they had their two guys in mm-hmm. Kyle Sully uh, mm-hmm. and Merlin Robertson. Those two guys were here for some time, and then you move on to this year, and you've got a guy in Trey Brown and then Tay Romney. So um, obviously we wish him the absolute best, but it for does sure. hurt this Arizona State defense. I think from a linebacker depth perspective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've seen it firsthand how important depth is for this team uh, this year. Um, thankfully, not at that specific position. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's only I want to say six scholarship linebackers now. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, it definitely hurts. I mean, even though he ultimately didn't end up being one of the starters, like there was a reason that we thought he had a good chance at being one because yeah. he's a very talented football player. And so it obviously is never great to lose a guy like that. Um, you know, he's been in the studio before on the high point. Uh, seems like a good dude. Not that I am not going to say pretend I'm best friends with him. Yeah. But um, like it, it, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely unfortunate. Wish him the best for sure. But um, as long as, yeah, as long as he doesn't like go to U of A or something. Yeah. The U of A thing would be a little bit of a tough. That one, like that, that one, you know what you're doing at that point if you do that. Um, and at that point, we are going to have to hate you. But that's just part of the business. Yeah, that has nothing to do with him. That has yeah, everything to do with the business. decision. Yeah, it's the jersey. Um, the logo. Which Damon insists is a good logo. It's just an A. It's not a It's not a good logo. It's like, I, it's I, not, I, like I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it's an ugly logo because there's plenty of those. But it is it's just It's barely a, a logo. It's, it's the letter a. a. It's It's the letter A. With colors on it. And you get smoked by the all of ASU's logos. That's for damn sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. The pitchfork and Sparky. Shit you can't beat me. the pitchfork. You can't shit beat the pitchfork. Leah's back there furiously nodding her head up and down, agreeing with us. <laughs> yeah, she said yes, yes. She said right. <laughs> yeah, no, look. Back back to, to Will Schaefer. Obviously, I, I want to talk a little bit about the depth of this team uh, because I don't want people to throw... The, the Will Schaefer situation versus the Juju Mitchell situation Mm. are two wildly different scenarios. Juju Mitchell was kicked off the team, um, quote-unquote dismissed for... He was rightfully dismissed from the team. Uh, I'm trying to do it without throwing him under the... But yeah, Will Schaefer, it's a completely different situation. These are two very different kinds um, of players and linebackers, to be honest with you. I think it does hurt the Arizona State defense. Um because you look moving forward, I believe Tate Romney's a little bit younger, so he has eligibility left. But I don't know about Trey Brown. I think Trey Brown's a little bit older. So when it comes to a guy uh, like Will Schaefer, I think the expectation is, right, that you play a little bit this year and then you get kind of thrust into that starting spot next year alongside mm-hmm. Tate Romney, which I feel like for him and how many other kids, at least in this era of college football are just like i don't want to wait anymore yeah no and i can't really blame like you know (laughs) like college football careers are short like i don't know i'm just kind of guy like i just want to be playing like if i i i played a lot of sports and i was never very good at them so i spent a lot of time on on the bench but you want to play but you fucking you want to play like you just want this you didn't you didn't sign up to to sit on the bench so like it like I'm never, yeah, I I mean, it, again, unfortunate situation, obviously, but, like, yeah, I he, I don't think you want it. You want to be in a situation where you know, especially, like you said, in today's day and age of college football, like, where you know that you're going to play. You're going to get that playing time. You're going to be, like, you can be the guy. And Will's plenty t- talented enough to do, be that somewhere. Obviously, just didn't work out here. Um, so, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I just... Again, like you've said, and like I feel like we say every time, like there's certain situations, obviously, where, where your kids are on some 
for lack of a better term, fuck shit. And they like, you know, they deserve a little bit of, of, I don't want to say hate though in their way, but hate. like they deserve not necessarily. Yeah, exactly. But like by and large in these situations, it's like, Hey, you really don't know. You like, you don't know what's going on. You know, like how, how often do kids transfer to get closer to home or because what, like for any variety of horn. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and at the end of the day, unless they come out and say, or you get some like legitimate report that they're like, fuck this school, fuck all its fans. Yeah. Then like, and this is, you this is your legitimate report. That, that's, that's not, not the, the case. That's yeah. not the case. So you have every reason to root for him. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it does suck. And I think it also, at least at this point in the season, right after this week, we are now, or I guess what we've already played. There was Southern Utah, Oklahoma state, Fresno state, USC. You're already uh, a third of the way done mm-hmm. with the college football season, which is holy crap. Yeah. I can't believe that yeah. that's the case. Like you're getting ready now um, for game five. And Obviously, the these next eight games are wildly important to the success of the program moving forward. Obviously, there's a bowl ban, so they're not going to be playing in a bowl game. But you want to talk about, I mean, attracting eyes to this program yeah. while also in this day and age of college athletics where you have to almost re-recruit these kids every single year. Yeah, yeah. And I think a guy like Will Schaefer, who was at Saguaro High School, his head coach, I do believe, was Jason Mons when he was at Saguaro um, we know how many Saguaro guys, Javen Jacobs, et cetera, are on this roster. And it's just like, that doesn't mean that they're untouchable from leaving. Like, that yeah. doesn't mean that they won't enter the portal. And I think it, you know, again, I know Will Schaefer wasn't a starter. He may have not been a household name yet, not to say he could never reach that potential at ASU. But it, it I think it goes without saying that, like, eventually you're going to get to a, a, a spot. And I know everybody loves Dilly, but every team deals with transfers. Mm-hmm. Every single team. Uh, across the board and that's going to be the case again um, which is almost why it's a little bit tough to like get attached to these players on these teams that are like so damn good because at the end of the day you're you're just like wow yeah i just I want mean, you to stay yeah i mean it, donald brought him up it's just not in the chat like eric gentry that one's always going to hurt a little bit that one's going to hurt us more than it's going to hurt a lot of people but yeah look <laughs> eric gentry jane daniels emery uh ricky like these are all players ricky, that i mean ricky's a tempe kid too these are all kids that like they all had their moments for ASU at some point. And also, I don't think we ever talked about it on the show. Ricky Pearsall had one hell of a moment for the Florida Gators. Yeah, that was, damn. That catch damn, was that catch ridiculous. Was that catch was absolutely ridiculous. Tony in the chat. Oh, by the way, Dilly's high school commit. Dylan Tapley is taking an official visit, official pack visit to AZ uh, this weekend. Good for you, Tony. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you're trying to get a Tony. ride out of us for it. Uh, Tony. Tony. Uh, thanks for the coffee, Tony. I really do appreciate <laughs> that. Um, no, look, that that's... I mean, that's going to do it on the conversation, at least for for Will Schaefer. Again, we wish him the absolute best. Uh, and JJ brings it up, like a Remy Martin type. Like, you're going to lose kids. That's that's mm-hmm. the name of college sports right now. Uh, and it's only going to get more intense year over year, I feel like. Um, so it, it sucks to happen in the middle of the season. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. And you got to hope that Brian Ward and AJ Cooper can get the rest of those linebackers uh, up to speed. A guy in uh, on Thunderbird who... Mm. I think is slowly going to make some noise this season, uh, maybe in the back half for Arizona State. And next year, Kevin Thunderbird's a he's a fun guy. I feel like if your last name is Thunderbird, you have to just kind of be good at football in Arizona. That's like fair. it just seems like inevitable. Um, do you get like automatic membership to the Thunderbirds if your last name is Thunderbird? Because that also should be how it works. It should be. Um, but yeah, nah. Like, I mean, who's going to de- deny a six foot, two hundred and ten pound linebacker 
any membership in anything. Yeah, especially if his last name is the name of the fucking group. Anyways, um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously that's the, the I guess whenever somebody leaves, like the the positive side of it is you get to see some. You get guys. to it's an opportunity for somebody else that you might not have gotten to see um, otherwise. So it is. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like if you're an ASU fan, there's not a whole lot of point either in like wasting energy really caring no. about what Will does if he's going to leave. Um, Again, unless he goes to U of A. Well, yeah, then we. And then you have, you know. You have beef. Uh, but, but that's everybody. That yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it, it's an opportunity to see something, someone that you might not have gotten to see before. And again, like you said, so a guy like Thunderbird, who hopefully is going to be here next year. I mean, and that's the other side of this too, right? Like kids want opportunities to play. They don't, or else they might transfer. Well, there now you you're go. getting a guy like That's Thunderbird an opportunity to play and hopefully you don't have to worry about him transferring not that that necessarily was a problem like something you had to worry about anyways but um that's a really solid point so it'll be really interesting to see um but I'm yeah and hopefully and, and also it's just experience like it's it's if he's going to be a part of this team for next year or however long like to get him playing time whatever however much playing time he's able to get now is just only going to benefit to his development so um Silver linings, I guess. Obviously, again, sucks to lose Will, but silver linings. Yeah, it's college athletics. Uh, look, I do want to get into what Cal's head coach, Justin Wilcox, had to say about Arizona State. We're going to do that, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Four Peaks. I couldn't get my hands on a pumpkin porter today. That's literally why I went to Starbucks and got the, the pumpkin cream cold, cold brew. brew or whatever because I just I needed something pumpkin yeah. in my life today. And look, Starbucks satisfied me today, but Four Peaks does it every single other day. Day. We've talked about it. We've been hyped about it for the last mm. month that Pumpkin Porter wearing a pumpkin is colored shirt. back. Are you kidding me? Also, this Coyote shirt goes absolutely stupid. It is a four-piece shirt. It goes shirt. crazy. It go, it's, it's honestly one of my favorite shirts that we have. Um, guys, get in the fall state of mind with notes of nutmeg, allspice, and toasted pie crust. God, I love me some pie crust or just pies in general. It's back on the shelves and in draft lines throughout the valley. We had people in California asking us to try and get some of it yeah. to them. So if you're in the valley... Go, just try it one time, one time, because there are folks everywhere that wish that they could try it. I know visit. we got the DMVR buffs folk coming down. We're going to have to oh, show well, them. They're, they're going to get, that's going to be one of many DMVR. lessons that they learn when they're here in a couple weeks. I, I was thinking about this. I know that the hater thing is you, is really you, but I want to get a white cowboy hat for that week. Like a white cowboy hat and wear my sunglasses on the show. I very badly want to do it. And I okay. think if we both did it, it would be very funny. Um, but that's a conversation to have. Right we now. we. I'll have my people talk to you. Okay. People. Yeah, we'll get um, on that. Visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite brewery tours and events. Stein holding Oktoberfest and Haunted Brewery Tours are right around the corner. Check out at Four Peaks Brewer at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You do got to be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. Um, one of our other great sponsors, right, member of the family, friends over at OGs, yeah. um, they did, did you see the the meme they tweeted out? Yeah, I did. Kevin James. I've summer. been waiting to find a good ASU. Yeah. With it. You better not have eaten all the OGs by the time I get home. Shrug, shrug Kevin James. I, I thought of you immediately, to be quite honest. Me? Yes. Why? Because you love OGs, dog. What do you I mean? I do, and I love memes. Yeah, I know. So, um, Oh, shout out shout out Max, because Max lost a bet with me and Emma, so now he owes each of us a pack of OGs. A whole pack of OGs, because he's a big dummy. He is a big dummy, but we love Max. We do love there Max. There would be no OGs without Max, so shout out. Um, but you need to get yourself your hands on... Whoa. You need to get your hands on some OGs yourself, is what I was trying to say. I've been struggling recently with just getting. It's okay, man. You got it. You got it. Because I'm, you know, eye on the OGs. Off the OGs. Yeah, there it is. Um, you can get off the OGs yourself. 
um, head over to um, ogsbrands.com or to one of your local dispensary um, to check out one or a few of their many delicious flavors. Check them out across all socials at ogsbrands and online at ogsbrands.com to find out to find them at a local dispensary near you. You must be 21 or older to enjoy responsibly. That's foul. Is that? That's foul. Oh, no. That's foul, dude. That's so <laughs> Oh no! People on the internet, dog. (laughs) Okay, let's get to to what Justin Wilcox had to say uh, about Arizona State. Look, this is this is. (laughs) Did you see Donald's question? He said pumpkin flavored anything can get rocks, but the the amount of four peaks I'm going to consume wherever whenever I'm home is going to go dumb. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to go dumb. It's going to go stupid. It's going to go all the things. Go stupid. Hey, hey, hey. look, go crazy. Cal football. Let's talk about Cal football. For a second before we get into it. Are you, gonna di- are you about to disrespect Cal football? I'm about to disrespect Come Cal on, football. dog. Look, Cal football not, sucks. When will you learn? That what? That your actions have consequences. Why? Why Why, why will they have consequences? Because Cal Cal's not good. a good football. No, it's They're not. They're solid, dog. Who's your starting quarterback this week? Finley. No. They don't even know who's the starting quarterback. After listening to the, the press conference, they got two guys fighting for that starting spot now. Okay, well, the last time we played a team that was had multiple guys playing quarterback, how hey, did we don't talk out? about that. That's I'm just saying. I'm just saying, put some. Uh, Cal deserves some respect, and also we why are do not. They der- why? Why do they deserve respect? They why, put, tell me why they deserve they, to have any sort of respect. They just put big investments into their football facilities this past offseason, I believe. Um, okay, I just invested in my caffeine intake. You don't want to like. So Starbucks deserves some damn respect. You invested in Starbucks, they deserve some damn respect. Um, and they're, they're just better this year. They're like a better football team. How they're are they respectable. They are. They've won a game already. Yeah, they've won a game already, but they're they're being look. What? What are you going to say that you don't deserve respect if you only have one win? Is that what no, you're going to say? No, that's not what I'm okay. going to say. I, that's was... not what I'm going to say. If you'd let me finish, okay, go off. Look, Cal football last year was like the equivalent of a turd. It was. It just wasn't great. Stop this. It was awful. It was horrible. You're it making was... me root for Cal now, and that Why? was not Cal because... is not good. She. What you going to phone a friend here? Yes, I should. This is unbelievable. Cal is not good. They don't deserve. They don't deserve. Okay. My newsflash, dog. ASU's not that good either. So uh, what are we? What are we talking about They're here? They're better than Cal. I, I hope so. I think so too. But that doesn't mean Cal's bad. I think it's going to be a good game. I think Cal is a respectable football team, and they deserve some respect. Um, granted, it is Cal. It's. I think ASU is better. But put some respect on Cal's name. But my question is why? Because I get, I just told you why. They're not bad. They're they're a respect. They're a solid football team. You have why aren't <laughs> why, why not? Because it 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 just doesn't fit. Exactly. They don't deserve it. You're being calloused. Calloused? Yeah. Really? That's 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 yes. the best you could come up with. No, it's it's like a it's a play on words. Not that. It's like it's, but it's like calloused also <laughs> like. Thank you. I call. I phoned a friend and he answered. Let's go. All the way from Green Bay. That rhymes. Uh, yes, he's out here disrespecting Kelly. He called him a piece of shit. A literal turd. He called him a literal turd. It's unbelievable. I can't believe it. This is what Justin Wilcox had to say about the ASU coaching staff. <laughs> yeah, I would. You know, the uh, both those guys are really good coaches. Um, Kenny has done a great job on offense. Bo is a heck of an offensive coach. Um, so they'll, they'll have a good plan. That's not the question. Um, I, I think uh, maybe it gets overstated once you, 
you know, have either worked with somebody or competed against somebody that all of a sudden you know every play. Well, you don't know when they're going to run them, even if you knew what the plays were. I mean, we practice against ourselves every day, and one side of the ball wins a given play, and they see each other every day. So I think that's probably overstated. Um, obviously, they have there's certain things they like to do that they've that's shown up um, on on tape, but uh, our job is going to be you know play really good fundamental defense and and have great leverage and run to the football and tackle well and win some one-on-ones in the run and pass game and that's what it'll take to to play well against these guys because they're a talented outfit and they'll be well coached (laughs) yeah justin wilcox doesn't know what to do with his hands when he's at his press conference this is this is exactly what he was doing at the start of this i didn't hear a single thing he said i was so distracted by his hands his hands in his hoodie the entire time go clear the chat okay here we go here we go where's jay norvell now we were complaining about take your hands out of your pockets when you're talking to somebody. <laughs> Come on now. What are we doing? Goku. They only he lost didn't know to, what to Auburn. Do with his hands. 14 to 10. That says something. Yeah, well, put some respect but on Auburn name. is not, look, Auburn is not Auburn what they is used an to SEC be. SEC football team in the state of Alabama. That's it. I don't care if they lose every game. The fact that that Cal competed against them. You don't care if they lose every game? No, it's still a. If they a, went winless, but. They lost to Auburn by four. You'd sit here and tell me that they deserve respect? Yes. That's just... I think competing against Auburn... I don't even think you I, believe that. No, I don't. But I think <laughs> I think in this circumstance, competing against Auburn, it, it is sign that they are a respectable team. They deserve some respect. Will gets it. Offense under Wilcox has been turds for years. Not just turd, turds. Uh, they have a decent defense, which is on the same level as ASU's D. Yeah, okay. They, that, so- that's Wilcox's thing, is they've got a better defense, uh, but their offense has been abysmal for years on oh. end. Oh, because of our offense has been a juggernaut hey, this man, year. Dude, I didn't say that. You're putting where I didn't say no, that. No, but, but you're acting like that Cal is just like leaps and bounds below ASU. And I don't think that's even close to the case. I think that these are two relatively like equal teams and it's going to be I'm not talking about the team. I'm talking about the program. Yeah. Cal has not been a great program in history. It hasn't. Okay. But also like. You remember how shit were, they were last year? Yes, I know. They went three games. I know. How many did ASU win? Shh. Exactly. Like I'm just saying, you're 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 acting like they're in another world of bad. This isn't like Arizona a few years ago. Uh, who, uh, <laughs> yeah, granted, yeah, yeah. granted, this Cal <laughs> Cal was the one team that Arizona beat, but they had like half of their roster out due to COVID. Um, like. I'm just saying it's not like you're you're acting there's a reason they are 13 point favorites they are they're solid and they, their program is moving in the right direction yeah, sometimes so I think Cal wrong. deserves some respect that's all I'm saying I think ASU is going to win this game I think ASU is, is, a, is a more talented roster I think they're going to end up having the better quarterback um, but Cal, Cal just deserves a little bit of respect I mean yeah that's fair I guess oh no, that's fair now. Okay. A measly ounce of respect is what I'll give them. Well, you're making me lo- lo- like lump loads of respect onto them to make up for your complete and utter you're lumping disrespect. loads on the respect of Cal? That's what you're doing? Okay. <laughs> that's your words, not mine. Oh, All wow. I'm saying. Look, Justin Wilcox was talking about, obviously, Kenny Dillingham and Bo Baldwin and their familiarity um, that they have. Obviously, Kenny Collin plays for, for Oregon's offense last year, and then Bo Baldwin. Um, at some at one point was a Cal offensive coordinator. You worked at Cal Poly, all that good stuff. Um, but there, look, there's a little bit of familiarity, but Wilcox was talking about how th- these two coaches, I feel like they have started to build their own offense. Obviously, Kenny has his offense. Mm-hmm. Bo has his. Kenny's obviously calling the plays now. So we saw just how different it was last week when Kenny was calling the plays 
versus Bo. Um, so I think that does bode in. Um, oh. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> that does bode in ASU's favor moving forward. But another thing that helps ASU out is the fact that guess what? They've got a guy in Cam Scadaboo. Mm. They've got a guy best in Elijah in Badger. Yeah, the best punter and quarterback in the country, Cam Scadaboo, the 2023 Heisman he's a winner. Running back. He's an all right running back. Mm. Uh, but yeah, look. Wilcox was asked about the weapons that Arizona State has, specifically in Elijah Badger and Scadaboo, and this is what he had to say. Yeah, they move them around. They got a, uh, they use those guys a lot of different ways. You mentioned the running back is, is a talented guy. He's thrown passes. I mean, he threw a pass on fourth, and I think it was fourth and five or fourth and seven in their own territory last week for a first down. Uh, they put him in wildcat and run it. He can do a lot of different things. Uh, you know, Badger... The number two, uh, they just they got some, they got weapons. You know they have they're playing a fair amount of transfers as well. The tight end is a very good player, number twelve. Uh, they use him in a lot of different ways. They get him the ball down the field. They get him the ball in the screen game. So they find ways to get their playmakers the ball, and uh, they do it with a bunch of formations and motions, and uh, they do a good job with it. Yeah, Wilcox giving a little love to Scad. I don't know Badger Jalen. These that this is that's what separates Cal and Arizona State for me. Yeah, is I, uh, yeah. The the sheer weapons that Arizona State has, and I feel like we've talked about it a lot, but I feel like we're still waiting on the breakout game for one of these guys. I, I think Scat gave us his breakout game last week against SC with everything that he did, but ASU fans and really the country in the pack have yet to see a breakout game from EK this season. They've yet to see a breakout game from Jalen. They've yet to see a breakout game um, from D'Lo. Yeah. Like, for, from some of these guys who certainly are capable of putting together some really, really solid games, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, opposite of Elijah Badger this week because Andre Johnson was getting reps with the ones at a certain point this week mm. and X was back out. So it, it's interesting to see how they're going to be able to utilize all of the weapons they have on offense, specifically this week against the defense that Kenny said yesterday is more of a chestnut checkers kind yeah. of defense. Um, is there, and I know we'll get into this later on in the week of like players specifically, but is there somebody in the offense that you really want to see just have a breakout game outside of quarterback? Uh, I mean, you can put any name. I mean, it's, I feel like last week you asked me this question. I said, Jalen, it's Jalen again. I mean, also well, like Elijah, I think I, I, literally anyone. I just want to see the offense look alive and like someone to go out and dominate. And I think when that happens, it tends to be Elijah, right? He has that ex that big play explosive ability that can allow like all of a sudden you look up and he's got 64 yards in the first half. And you're like, oh, okay, he's he's pretty good. Um, and he's gonna he's gonna break out a big play. Like he, he's the guy that's gonna get the crowd on his feet. I know they're at Cal, but I'm just proverbially like he's gonna get the the, the ASU crowd on their feet. Like, um, so yeah, I just want to see, and and I think we've seen, you know, what he can do. I, I think I think it's big for for Elijah and Jalen just because they are the two that have chemistry that go back the furthest with Trenton Bourget. Um, and we've seen what those two can do when Trenton Bourget is the quarterback. And it, it, it is not just good. It's pretty damn great. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's going to be, I, I think I'm going to be looking specifically for him to be going to those guys that he, he knows can make big plays for him. Um, and if he does that, then I think this, you're going to look up and you're going to see Jalen Conyers with two touchdowns, uh, uh, Elijah Badger with 120 yards, Trenton Bourget with 400 some yards passing. Like we've seen him do before. Um, 
So, yeah, I think I, I kind of cheated by giving you two answers, but I think it's those two guys that Trent Bourget kind of goes back a little bit with. Look, I think that's, I think either one of them would, would be awesome. I think EK opens up the the game a little bit more for the rest yeah. of the offense Agreed. than Jalen does. But with that same note, when when Trent Bourget has been in the game, to your point, like it's been pretty clear that his favorite target is Jalen Conyers, and a lot of that has to do with just their connection mm-hmm. and, and their relationship. Like Jalen is, he's a he's a safety blanket for yeah. for really all of these quarterbacks, 100%. and he should be because of his his size, his ability, et cetera, his speed. Like he is a unicorn of a, of a tight end for sure, and I think any offense would benefit. Um, and I think this is going to be. I know both the defenses are better than they've been in the past. I know both these defenses are are the strong suit of these teams, but I have a feeling this game might be a little bit of a shootout between ASU and Cal. Um, and I think if that's the case, I think ASU wins simply based off the fact that I trust Elijah Badger and Jalen Conyers more than I trust any two skill guys um, on the Cal roster. That's just simply has it, how it goes. And not to mention that this is an ASU offense that we've talked about has grown it feels like week over week outside of that Fresno State game. And we're not the only ones taking notice. Justin Wilcox was asked about the growth of the ASU offense over the last few weeks, specifically as it relates to the USC game. And this is what he had to say. Yeah, I think they have weapons. Um, you know, the from as we've seen game to game, a lot can change. The dynamics of the game, there's a lot that goes into all that. Uh, but ultimately, they did. Uh, they put up more points. They moved the ball. They, you know, they've... Uh, they've been very aggressive. They've been very aggressive, whether it's fourth downs or fake punts or onside kicks this season. And uh, they are uh, multi-formational posi- uh, personnel groupings, um, motions, things like that. So uh, they're getting a lot of different players involved, and they do it uh, out of a lot of different looks. And last week they, they moved the ball well and, and put it in the end zone quite often against a very talented team. That's going to be like a, a unique challenge for this asu offense right is i think by and large the offense caught usc off guard last week with a lot of the stuff they were trying to do especially early on in the game yeah. uh, cal's gonna be on their toes and like we kind of just touched on earlier cal's defense is solid um and so they are going to be looking for them to do some of the weird stuff that they did last week um and so it's going to be the, you know the bar for what this asu offense is going to have to do execution wise is going to be higher um, and so it's going to be really interesting to see how they respond to that challenge and to see, you know, what they they didn't pull out last week to see what yeah. other tricks they might have up their sleeve, if any, um, that they can pull out against this Cal team or if, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see kind of what they're the, how they attack this, um, because, again, they've been doing all the creative stuff and, and Donald said it and I've said it on a couple of shows now, like I thought against USC, they did not feed scat enough scat needs against SC. Yes, like okay. I feel like Scat needs more carries in general. So it's gonna. I would like to see him get more uh, against this Cal offense or defense, which is like almost like they're on their toes, expecting all this weird shit. If you just go old school and you just pound the rock with Scat, like I think you can find hopefully some success that way too. So um, it's just gonna be really interesting to see how they attack a defense that is going to be expecting them to pull out all of these these kind of weird tricks. Yeah, no, it's definitely gonna be unique but i think that's what makes kenny one of the great offensive minds in college football is that he is able to adapt and evolve his offenses week over week uh and and he's able to utilize player skill sets that you didn't see the week before right last week it was utilizing what scat was capable of doing not to say he's not going to be utilized heavily this week as well but 
you bring in guys like an Andre Johnson and Xavier Guillory, uh, a Jalen Conyers, the way they utilize him, Bryce Pierre, Messiah Swinson, right? There are so many different guys on this roster that they are all talented, but they have such unique and different skill sets that I think it is really, it's a blank canvas for Kenny every single week, how he wants to attack a defense with a, a new weapon, right? This week yeah. we could see EK go for 10 catches, a buck 20, two touchdowns uh, in, in a unique way. We could see Jalen do the same. We could see yeah. Andre Johnson. We could see Xavier Guillory. Like, we still yet to see Javen Jacobs. Like, Malcolm there are Stovall. a bunch of... Melquan Stovall, Geo Sanders. Like, there are There's so many guys that are capable ha of having those types of games. And I think once, to your point that you made yesterday, once this offense has a quarterback that they know is the guy week in, week out, week in, week out, then I think that they can start to get the offense moving in that way of like, okay... We don't have to worry about this anymore. We don't have to worry about who's under center every single game. Yeah. And we can start to worry a little bit more of how we attack these defenses. How do we carve them up, right? Because it's different every single week. Your approach to, to USC is going to be far different than it is to a Cal defense yes. that is much better than the USC defense. So it, it is certainly going to be a, a unique game. And I know... For most of the week, I've already said that I think ASU wins this game outright, but I think certainly that they cover. I think 13 yeah, points 13 is seems egregious to far me. too many points for a team in ASU that you just don't know enough about. I feel like you don't. I feel like there's not enough on paper of what Kenny and Trenton can do. Yeah, to have them be two touchdown underdogs. Yeah, I mean that was it is kind of the it just made me think of it like. The weird part of this is that there is no real way to game plan for a Kenny offense under or, or with Trenton Bourget at the helm. You yeah. haven't seen it before. Um, so you don't really know what to expect. And the reality is this offense is going to look different depending on which of the quarterbacks is under center. Um, so uh, kind of the opposite of what I was saying earlier with them expecting the weird stuff. Like you can't you don't really know what to expect as far as, like I said, uh, a Trenton Bourget led Kenny Dillingham called offense. Um, so it is going to be interesting to see if. Just, it just again, how different this uh, offense is going to look from last week. Yeah. Donald, Totri needs a cow tattoo for all the slander. Look, man, I don't need a cow tattoo. That's the last thing. But I need a cow bear. Maybe, some, maybe, oh, maybe I will get like a Pac-12 tattoo or something. R.I.P. At some point. Under yeah, an R.I.P. Pac-12. Um, look, I, I want to talk. We're going to continue talking Cal and ASU throughout the remainder of the week. We do have uh, a reporter that covers Cal that we're going to get to on tomorrow's show. Like I said earlier, Bobby Hurley, ASU basketball, they start their season where they got it. It feels like it's right around the corner, to be honest with you. And they've started, uh, they've got their first official practice. Jake Payne is dealing him the play caller. Yes, he is calling plays again this week. Um, so you can continue to see some of the, the trickery and the hopeful success um, that ASU fans saw last week. But before we dive into Bobby Hurley and ASU basketball, I want to tell you guys about our friends uh, over at Illegal Pizza. We had illegal pizza at the start of the week. It was schmoney. It was schmoney is what I'm going to use to describe it from now on. Magnifico. Uh, their margaritas like that we had last week, the strawberry margarita, Magnifico. is one of the best strawberry margaritas and one of the strongest margaritas that I ever had, to be honest yeah. with you. I've never, like, two margaritas and I was... I was ready to like, uh, I was ready like, uh, I was ready to start dancing on the mill, dude. I was ready to go. <laughs> Tacos are great. The burritos are good. Uh, the the queso, the guac, all of it over Taquitos. at Illegal Pizza. It smacks, guys. It is your go-to spot this summer, this fall, this winter, whatever season that you want to want to, want to call it. That's what we'll have. Stop by for happy hour, 3 p.m. 
through 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. We seriously, you said that yesterday. We do not take advantage of that enough. At all, no. We need 3 p.m. through 8 p.m. That's a long happy hour. Yeah, we could go after work and spend several hours there. We should. We should. Yeah, I'm just saying. Guys, Illegal Pete's the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer for 28 years. And your go-to spot for fan merchant or for team merchandise and things of the sort. Got four letters for you. F-O-C-O. It's FOCO, baby. Um, they're the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. Uh, they got, you know, clothes. You can get hats like we got over here. I love that hat. It's playoff season, baby. Get your Diamondback stuff for the playoffs. Get your ASU stuff. Hockey, basketball coming back. Get it all from FOCO. Bobbleheads, clothes, things of the sort. Um, all officially licensed gear. Um, they always have our back for Arizona sports and our heads. Um, and they have yours too. So get the best gear around by visiting www.foco.com and using code PHNX for all non-presale items. Use that code PHNX for 10% off. Do it. Do it. Do it right now. Right now. All right, let's talk Bobby Hurley and ASU basketball because no. Sun Devils starting off practice, both the men's and women's. Natasha Adair, her team, I believe, is starting practice today as well to to get the season going. Um, Sean, it is, I feel like it's been forever since we've talked ASU basketball, but it, I almost got chills when I was talking about like Bobby Hurley to open the show. I'm like, damn, like we, it's kind of fun. We're playing. It's, you, know, you know what it's like? You know what, you know what it is like? It is like, Obviously, the season didn't end the way we wanted to mm-hmm. against TCU in the an attorney. ASU basketball, at least what it feels like right now, and I don't want this to be taken out of context, is like you go through a bad breakup and like it's just you stop like you get in one fight and it's done. Mm-hmm. And then you don't go months, you don't go months to like talking to this person. <laughs> and then like somebody brings up the name or like you're like, I'm going to see him. You're like, ooh, like we're gonna talk ASU basketball. That's what we're, that's what we're gonna do. Like, okay, I can talk ASU basketball. Yeah, that's exactly what this is like. Yeah, I know Bobby Hurley and that team hurt us last year in the tournament. I know everybody that entered the transfer portal, everybody and their mother that entered the transfer portal, and now we're back and we're like a couple weeks away from getting college basketball. I was like, ooh, that's, that's the unique I'm thing here about like kicking my legs up. I'm like, ooh, okay, let's talk ASU basketball. That's the unique thing about college sports is none of these other teams have to go through. Or none of the other beats have to go through this toxic relationship where it's like you get all hyped up for football and then football lets you down. It's like, well, at least I got basketball to look forward to. And then you get all hyped up for basketball. And, and it's basketball like, oh, usually starts hot. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this is going. And then they let you down. It's like, at least football is not too far away. And then it's just a cycle. <laughs> um, and that's where, because I distinctly remember at the end of the basketball season being like, at least we've got football. How is that gone? Some it's of, gone. Some of us aren't from Arizona, and it shows. Yeah, yeah, that's just fair. But I, 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 for, I kind of like the cycle. I, I, I kind of do too. I, like, yeah. <laughs> I wish it wasn't this. Like, I wish we were competing for national championships every year. But I called it a toxic relationship. Hey, I kind of like toxic, though. It's fun. I'll settle for four point wins over Tarleton State. <laughs> yeah. You turn me up, baby. Like that's 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 what we get into, right? Like, and we talked about it. And we've already talked a lot about just what ASU going to the Big 12 means yeah. for football. But, like, this is the last year for Pac-12 basketball as it sits now, too. Like, that Pac-12 tourney in Vegas for the last time is going to be a fucking... It's going to hit. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be so sad. It's going to be like going to your own funeral. If the, if the Pac-12 basketball season goes any way 
that the Pac-12 football season has gone, it is going to be an absolutely electric time because the football teams have been on a different level. Yeah. Are you telling me we get two, three top 10 teams? Like, and I don't know if the, the conference has that, but if they get to that point, if you've got teams like in Oregon State, in Arizona State, a Washington, like week in and week out, just beating teams up and down the court the way that the football teams are, not with those like specific programs, yeah. but if they're able to compete like that, then you are going to get maybe one of the best Pac-12 basketball seasons ever too. Yeah, we'll see. Looking forward to it. Zona Tucson saying they'll be at the Pac-12 tournament in Vegas. Uh, we've been there the last two years. I have it's been a hard time believing we'll miss the last one. Yeah, there's. I, I will be there regardless. I will be you, there no matter what. I will be there. You you putting that out there right now? You're gonna be there no matter what. Oh, I was more referencing the meme, but I mean, shit, I want to be there. I don't know where I'm gonna be in March, but yeah, like I would like to be in Vegas. It's gonna be an absolute blast. Look, this season's gonna be uh, a, a lot of fun. Is there anybody specifically that you're super excited to see out there uh, in a Sun uniform for the first time? <sighs> for the first time. I mean, I mean, JJ's in the chat. Stop it! If you say Zane Meeks, Zane Meeks, Dude. I have to keep the I have to keep the legacy alive. I mean, I'm not. I can't. Like at this point, all of the transfers are kind of like or new guys, whatever. Like are all kind of question marks to me. So like we've been having a lot of a lot of fun with Zane Meeks. I want to see him actually play basketball. Like it would I. I don't have, I'm, but to answer your question, like actually, like I don't really have a specific person. I'm just, this feels like a very new team. Like, yeah, less well, it so, is. I mean, it, yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. And like last year, obviously, there was a little bit more carryover. Um, this year, it's Alonzo Gaffney and a lot of Alonzo Gaffney, Jemiah, and, and Frankie. A of, Frankie, a lot of new guys. Yeah. No, the, there are a lot of new guys, which means a lot of new storylines um, and, and a lot of guys that I think have super high ceilings, uh, specifically a guy in Sean Phillips um, who is, another seven footer that ASU is going to get to utilize. Um, JJ brings up Braylon green. I know that's another one that Shane is a lot, is really excited. Shane is excited about Braylon green. Um, and then Akil Watson as well, Mm -hmm. but you get ace Wolf, Adam Miller, um, Stella Bungay, Zane Meeks. Like there are Malachi Davis. I think Malachi Davis might be a fun one to see coming off the bench. A guy that, you know, toward the tail end of last season when he was playing Juco was really, really, really good. Like going mm-hmm. for like forty points a game in JUCO, like how does that translate? Yeah, no, right? it is. I think it's going to be really interesting because it's just again, there's a lot of question marks with this team. Um, I mean, I feel relatively confident that we know three of the four got like the three the three big returners from last year are probably all going to be in that starting lineup. You have to assume. What would your? I think okay, so I think my starting lineup, the way that it's going to roll in my head, which you know everything that's in my head just comes mm-hmm. comes to fruition. Um, I think, yeah, JJ does bring up a good point. Adam Miller does have to get that waiver, though, and if we've seen anything as it relates to Jake Smith and some of the other guys. Yeah. The football, NCAA will screw great. you. Um, I think, let's let's go without, let's assume that Adam Miller's waiver doesn't go through. Okay. Okay. Um, I would say Frankie is at the one. Yes. I would say you probably get Jemiah at the two. Yes. From that point, I'm going to say, ooh, this is tough. Give me Kamari at the three, which is a big three. It's a really big three. Um, and then you probably have Celebungi at the four and Sean Phillips at the five. Zoe doesn't start? I don't know, but I could see a world where Zoe and Sean both start. Yeah, I was saying Zoe at, at the, the four. four and, and, and Sean, I, Sean is starting. 
Yeah, Sean I think, I think Sean's going to start at the five. Um, I agree with, yeah, I, I was thinking, yeah, um, Frankie at the one, Jemiah at the two, Zoe at the four, Gaff, or, or, or Phillips at the five, and then... Your three, you kind of can throw in yeah, a bunch of different can, guys. Because you can, uh, and that's what you, yeah, you can, because you can move Jemiah to the three and then play another guard. Yeah, um, which is what I think will happen if Adam Miller gets his waiver cleared. I think, I think Ace is probably your two and Jemiah is your three. Yeah, yeah. Because this team is big. This is a this is one of the bigger teams I feel like that Bobby has had, at least when it comes to some of their their forwards, right? Like Kamari's six eight, um, Jemiah's six six, which if he's a two, that's a big two. Uh, Zane's 6'9", Akil's 6'9", Silabunga 6'8", Gaffney 6'9", Sean Phillips is 7 feet. Like, you've got a couple different guys who are absolute behemoths. Now, their guards are a little bit smaller. Um, this is a small team when it comes to their guards. But, again, I think this is a team, for the first time, we might see Bobby Hurley uh, play a lot of bigger dudes. Uh, yep. Will in the chat, ASU's b-ball starting lineup, according to Totri's zombie. Um I don't know what that means. <laughs> <I> <laughs> Do was, you know what that means? No, I was very confused. Staring Star, cranberry. starring cranberries. Starring I, cranberries. I had no idea what was going on there. Hmm. Sure. <laughs> I thought that was a joke before I got back on the show. JJ Gaffney starting. I don't know, I dude. I think he's got to. But he starts at the four, yeah, right? Yeah, he's yeah. got to start at the yeah, four. Because I think Sean Phillips is a plus. I think Sean Phillips is starting. I think yeah, Sean I Phillips think, is that, Yeah, like I said, I think you start Gaffney at the four and Zoe at the five. Or, jeez, uh, Phillips at the five. Um, because you know Gaffney can, at least in theory, stretch the floor. Um, in theory? Well, I mean... No, yeah, in theory he in can. In theory he can stretch the floor, right? We've seen him be good, a good shooter at times and bad at others. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm really interested to see how the, like, how the freshmen fit in here because you saw last year that he was more than willing to get freshmen. Yeah, that's very Important minutes um, to freshmen who are sadly no longer here. Um, but... I'm interested to see because again they have two very sh good freshmen in, in in Braylon Green and Akil Watson coming in. Um, I'm very interested to see how they how how they fit in. But I agree with JJ in the chat. Like I, I feel Hurley is going to rely heavily on on Gaffney's experience. This team doesn't have leaders. That's one. No, thing. but this team is old. It, it, yeah, but there's no it, there's no like obviously I, I think Frankie's the point guard. He's going to be starting point guard. He's going to be a leader. Um, but as far as like Jamal is concerned, not that he can't be a leader, but that's definitely not something he's had to be, right? He's definitely been more of a, a role player um, in the last over the last two years, I guess. So it'll be really interesting to see. And but Alonzo, I think, has always kind of been a, a consistent presence with this team over the last couple of years. So uh, I think he is probably going to re be relied on a decent amount to be a little bit of a leader. Um, but we'll see. I don't yeah, know. Donald's right. Bobby Hurley's begging. He's asking for likes. This is the first time we're talking about Bobby Hurley for the first time in a minute. So do Bobby a favor. Do us a favor. Hit that like button. Uh, yeah, this is... When I say this is an older team, it is really an older team. Like, Celebungay is a junior. Gaffney's a grad student. Sean Phillips is one of the younger guys. He's a sophomore. Ace, if he gets his waiver cleared, is a redshirt junior. Um, obviously, Akeel and Braylon are freshmen. Zane Meeks is a senior. Bobby Hurley Jr. is a junior. Jemiah Neal's a junior. Malachi Davis is a junior. The craziest part about this team, though, is in theory, like the whole team, with the exception of Gaffney and St. Meeks, like Could they, come everyone can come back next year. Bryson Long, too. Like, um, who else is old? Tony in the chat. How does ASU keep Hurley going into the Big 12? Hurley. Hurley's a junior, so we still have another year of Bobby Hurley Jr. Yeah, we do. Um, 
Yes, I think they. Yeah, you would I, have to have a meltdown. Well, yeah, I mean, it year. obviously depends on the season, but they just signed him to an extension, so I think he's going to get to play that out. And you, I think they signed him with, to an extension, knowing damn well that the Big Twelve is a possibility. I will say this: I I think the the athletic department is looking for more reasons to keep Bobby Hurley than let him go. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Um, and I just it. it's just because you go to a new conference, I think there are a lot of people that utilize that as a potential excuse to can a coach. I feel like that is the opposite. Yeah. I feel like you go into I a agree. new conference, you want to kind of keep the stability that you've had in the program, at least for the first year. Um, so, I don't know. JJ and Chat, my wife just heard Sean in the other room. They won't. They won't what? Come back, maybe? That one. Oh, I don't know. I that, that, might be, that might be it. That might be it. Because <laughs> they never no. do. Or maybe about him keeping, uh, about us keeping it Hurley going into the Big 12. I'm not sure. I, I, but I agree with you. Like, I, I think it is an opportunity. Like, Bobby Hurley is a, is a name dog. Um, and now you're tending him into a completely new territory. Um, with, I mean, as far as Big 12 country goes, like, it's kind of like a shiny new object. Like, hey, there's a new kid on the block. And no, absolutely. Their head coach is Bobby fucking Hurley. Um, I, I, yeah, I think that's the kind of guy you want yeah. as your head coach going into a situation like this. So, I, I yeah, I, I have no reason to believe that they, uh, are actively looking to get rid of him. No, definitely not at actively. <laughs> right? um, or, or would even want to. Like, like you said, I think it would have to be pretty drastically bad this year. Um, for Like, I don't think, like, just missing the tournament isn't necessarily no. going to be grounds or, or going to be enough for them to fire him. If you miss the tournament in an embarrassing fashion, you're bottom of the conference, maybe. I think mean, it's a different conversation, but I don't think that's happening. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. Look, that is going to do it. For today's show, before we get out of here, I want to tell you a little bit about our friends over at Burrito Express. If you're listening to us and you're you're driving right now, do us a favor. Fucking skirt all the way over to Burrito Express because you got nine minutes to well, get yourself Well, no, a do it safely. Look in your mirrors. Turn on your blinker. Well, yeah, do all those things. Don't just skirt. Drive there safely. Drive to Burrito Express safely. Uh, the speed limit. And you know what? You can go If you're not going to do it today, do it tomorrow or the next day because Burrito Express, they're serving you guys all the time. And aside from the phenomenal food that they have, the customer service at Burrito Express is always, it's, we talk about everybody that like all of our partners feeling like family. Burrito Express feels like a family for sure. Yeah. When you're here, you're family. Eat your hot out of Olive Garden. Um, (laughs) No, you're not wrong. Like genuinely, they're so kind. Yeah. I've only ever been to the Tempe location. It's my being completely honest because it's my favorite location. Yeah. It's family. It's family. And the the people that work there are incredibly kind. They're so nice. If everybody was as nice as the people that serve you at Burrito Express, the world would be a better place. There would be no war. There would be no hunger. I just love. Just love. And burritos. burritos. Guys, check out Burrito Express. green salsa. They got locations all over the valley. And give them a follow on social at Burrito EXP. Burrito EXP. Also go to the one that Danielle informed us yesterday. Is inside of a Circle K. That's crazy. That is life-changing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were here. There is one. uh, What was baseline? baseline. It's like Max didn't know that. Max is supposed to know everything about his sponsors. He didn't know that there was literally a combo Burrito Express Circle K. Unbelievable to me. There yeah, I'm in. Oh. I'm in there like twice a week. I, I haven't had to order in years. That's unbelievable. Oh. Oh. I love Burrito Express. I don't know how it took us so long to learn about that. Um, and if you're learning about this for the first time, I don't know how it's taking you so long because we tell you all the time. Um, you need to get on BetMGM. Oh, that's true. It is the best sports betting out there. Um, they are always giving you out bonus bets, profit boosts. Literally free money every week. All the time. At least once a week, they're giving you a free bet. 
It's absurd. Um, Seriously, that's how I fuel my bets for Sundays. Oh, I'm making money. As soon as the regular season is over and, and Corbin Carroll gets awarded the rookie of the year because he is, I'm getting money that I've just like, I, there was a period of time where I was just pumping all of my free bets into Corbin Carroll rookie of the year futures, and they're about to pay off some nice. Um, so make sure you get in on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. You can place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager Um through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10, and you'll receive $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Um, so sign up for BetMGM, use that code PHNX, deposit those $10, place a bet of $10, and receive $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your, your uh, wager's outcome. Check out the show phone notes for details, and now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Or Ontario. Look, guys, that is going to officially do it for today's show. We will be back on Thursday, live at 2 p.m. And from this point out, we're probably going to be talking ASU basketball and ASU football every single day. The only place that's given you coverage that many times a day of all things ASU. So do what Donald said. Hit that damn like Smash button. Smash it. Hit Break that your subscribe mouse. button. Give us a follow over at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow this handsome man right here at Sean underscore to pause. He's ready for basketball as always, baby. Yes, sir. And we will see you guys tomorrow at 2 p.m. But in the meantime, peace.